0: What is going on, guys? Welcome to AFCO After Hours. My name is Vince. I'm your host on this one. AFCO After Hours is just kind of like some bonus content. This is stuff that maybe I've seen on Instagram throughout the week, whatever, uh, what's going on in the news and archery community. Um, Maybe it's totally unrelated to hunting altogether. This is just an extra little BS session where I get to rant. You guys get to listen to me rant. Um, this, This show only works, though, if... You guys participate. Now, what I would like for you to do is when I make these points or when I bring things up or comments, I would love for you guys to DM me on Instagram or however, if you've got my phone number, text me. Um, Let's talk about this stuff. I want to know what your guys' perspectives are as well as what I have to say. So with that, um, we've got a couple topics I wanted to cover. Uh, They're actually somewhat related to hunting and somewhat not. Um, but before we get into that, I want to mention the friends of the show with you guys. We're going to do a, a short abbreviated version of friends of the show. Um, we will have all the codes for these companies listed below. These are all companies that have supported me and that I support. Um, they, they just are solid companies with solid people behind them. So I want to put them in front of you guys. So we're just going to list them off more innovations at MoreInnovations.com. vantage point archery, unbound archery, buzzard roost saddles, our Grounds Coffee Co., and Adam's Precision Archery. So there's going to be codes for various discounts from each one of these companies. Uh, between all of them, they should have just about everything you'd ever need covered. Um, again, I don't sell you guys on BS. These are companies that I am fully okay with being a fanboy influencer for because they are legitimate companies doing business in America. Um, so go check them all out. The first thing I really wanted to get into... Um, it, this is, again, this is slightly related to what a lot of us do. Everyone is on Instagram. Everyone, uh, is, is a content creator in one way or the other. Um, that's just kind of how we work now. But one thing that I've noticed with, especially guys that get into it new and me still, um, I, I don't have a huge page. I have over 3000 followers. It's taken what a year and a half to get there. Um, but when I look at my number, and I, I try not to get caught up on numbers, but when I look at my numbers um, in terms of engagement, in terms of follower numbers, it's real easy to get distracted or to get discouraged when you've got someone that's brand new to the game and then, I don't know, within three weeks they have 7,000 followers and then they have 10,000 followers and then they have 15. And you're like, what are they doing that I'm not? Because like, we poor, most of us that are taking this seriously, like, We pour a lot of our time and effort into whatever project we got going on. And when you see somebody who is brand new, and let's just be honest, some of the content's not that great, um, just blowing away with followers, what the hell's going on? Well, I want to give you guys a little bit of a secret that I have found out, and this is not true for everybody. There are some, um, God, what's his name? Is it uh, Trent Ellis, I think? He seems like he's tearing Instagram up right now. He's gaining a lot of followers really quickly, uh, but he's got really good content. Um, Adam's Precision Archery, their work spoke for themselves. They went, we started around the exact same time, and I, I don't know where he's at 20,000 followers. I don't know what it is, but those guys have worked and got there. Now, what I'm going to tell you guys is, it's easy to get discouraged when you're not moving like that, and these other companies are. Some of the stuff that's going on with some of these companies is that they are buying followers. This is something you can do. Um, there's an easy way to check for it, uh, and and I'm not putting it out there to disparage any of these people. I I do know that with, with a more robust follower count, maybe you have more... Um, confidence in what you're doing. uh, I I don't know. For me, I've never done anything like that. I don't don't care about follower count. I care about the followers I have. Um, And I I don't even like the term followers. I like the friends that I have because I have relationships with a lot of you guys. Um, But one thing you can look at that I noticed early on, and this, again, this is not to disparage anybody that's doing this, um, but to keep you from getting discouraged if you don't do this, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend you do, but look at their follower count. If this company has 30,000 followers, 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, but every post that they post has seven likes, every reel that they post has 200 views, Uh, there's never comments, you can look at things like that and you can kind of figure out okay, if you look at some legitimately large company and they post, their their reels might always get 10,000 views and up. They might always have bangers that go over 100. They might have ones in millions. They have multiple comments. They have multiple likes. They might have a post that was posted a half hour ago that got 3,000 likes already. Uh, so, and that's not, not to say that they can't make bots that like things too, but things like that do go on. So when you see that and when you think to yourself, I'm done with my project, this is not working, this is not going anywhere, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong, I don't know, maybe I'm using the wrong hashtags, maybe I am shadow banned, maybe this, maybe that, I think the real engagement rate is a lot lower than what you think it is. I think a lot of it is being inflated by fake bots, by fake accounts, Uh, go... If you suspect, I would recommend going into that person's follower list and let's look at their followers. Are they all foreign women? Are they all accounts with numbers? Are they accounts with weird names? Are they accounts with weird profile pictures? It's a pretty easy thing to give away. Uh, And, you know, I'm sorry if I'm outing some of you. Uh, I don't intend to do that. I intend to encourage people who are trying to build to keep building. So, that was the first thing I wanted to cover because it's something I struggled with earlier in the week with some, uh, an account in particular. That, again, I don't try to get wrapped up in it, but I do, if there's a better way to grow, I wanna know how to do it. Um, and that's a little tip that I, somebody told me about a long time ago to keep an eye on, just to keep yourself honest. If you're growing, if you're heading upwards, whether it's a steep upwards or it's a very flat, barely upwards, keep going forward because you're going to get, you're going to grow. It's going to happen. If you're not enjoying what you're doing and you wouldn't do it for free anyway, or if you wouldn't do it, even if nobody was looking, then maybe it's not worth your time. If you're not that passionate about it, that you would do it, whether or not anyone saw it or not, maybe it's not for you, you know? So anyway, keep encouraged, keep moving forward with that. Um, and keep an eye on those pesky foreign accounts, those fake accounts. So the next question I get a lot is what gear do I use? What apps do I use? Um, I am by far not a great content creator, and I'm fully aware of that, but I do have uh, certain things that I use that have helped me a lot to make better-looking content. Um, For starters, just apps on my phone, if I go through and look, I have a little thing. I use CapCut a lot. Um, I use Adobe Express a lot. I use Lightroom Mobile for photos if I'm doing them on my phone and not on my my professional camera. Um, I have used Snapseed a lot. Uh, There's another one, Afterlight Photo, that's really good. Um, But mainly, if you go through, let's see, I've used VN for videos. I have used uh, CapCut for videos. And... I think the rest of them are all picture-related where you can add different layers. You can add verbiage, uh, text, whatever you want to call it, to your stuff. Um, I also graphic design for a job. So I do use Adobe Illustrator a lot. I do use Photoshop a little bit. Um, Mostly for my content that's going on Instagram, I do probably 95% of it on my phone. So those are some of the apps you guys can use that will help you create better things. Uh, one that I did mix or miss swipe mix that allows you to make really cool collagey looking pictures where you can swipe through and it's one long picture for three or four tiles. That's a real fun one too. So check those out guys, make, take advantage of them. Uh, a lot of them, some of them are free. Uh, most of them have a free, freeness to them, but if you want the premium stuff, you do got to pay a little bit, but Take advantage of those apps if you guys are making content strictly on your phones. um, Those are great apps to help you be better at what you're doing. Uh, So hopefully that little tip and trick helps you out. In terms of gear for this show, gear for uh, not good content that I make, but the better content that I make. um, My camera that I'm using right now to record and that I do all my photography with is a uh, Sony A6600. Um depending on what I'm doing, the lens will change. So I'm not going to give you guys particulars on the lenses I use. Uh for the podcast I use a 50 millimeter, um, which it works well for me. Um recently I as actually yesterday I just got this new microphone set up here. Um I am just wanting better sound quality and I'm trying to buy it because <laughs> I don't have a great voice. But uh so I got the Shure SM7B, and then I just got the boom arm with it. Um, my audio interface I'm running, I just got uh, a Vocaster 2, which I really, really enjoy. It's got some extra features that my old uh, Scarlett did not. So this has been really fun. I run a MacBook Pro uh, for my computer. I found that using a PC for video-related things like the podcast where they're long videos you know, an hour plus. Some of my podcasts have gone three plus hours. I have found that the PC just was not keeping up. Um, so, a long time ago, uh, I bought this MacBook Pro, and that has changed my life. If you're running a PC and you're doing any sort of design or video or anything else, I don't know why you wouldn't be using a MacBook Pro, other than they're very expensive. So, I understand that it can be quite a uh, quite an investment. But it's a, it's a great, great piece of equipment. The battery life alone on a, on a MacBook versus a PC is worth it to me. My, my laptop at work can be fully charged. I unplug it. It's dead in two hours whether I'm using it or not. This MacBook, I can edit to, to my heart's content, and it barely moves a battery. I, I charge this thing maybe once a week, maybe, and that's if I'm using it a lot. Uh, so that alone is worth it for me. And then just the power that this, this thing has to handle all the big files that I'm throwing at it. So microphone setup, uh, computer setup, I use iPhone 14 pro a lot. Um, that's, that's kind of my main content creating machine. I think that's the same for a lot of us. Um, now this stuff that I have, if you look it up right now, you, and you're just wanting to get into podcasting you're probably going to be like, holy shit, I can't afford that. Uh, I couldn't either. This is something that I've built on, that uh, I am taking a chance on with buying expensive equipment. This podcast, who knows, it might get heard by four people. It might get heard by 4,000 people. I don't know. I don't know that. This is a chance that I wanted to take because I love doing this, so I wanted to do it better. I started out... Uh, I think the first time I ever did it, it was the brand Blue, and it was one of those ball microphones that I think I got at Target for like 35 bucks. plugged it straight into the computer, uh, and I was using an HP Envy, and I was using just the camera that came on the laptop. That was how I started. Um, it worked. It got the podcast out. Um, then I evolved, and I got a... $70 USB mic set up, uh, I think it was a Cardioid mic, I got it from Amazon, I think, and I think it was like $70, it was the microphone, the arm, and some other stuff, um, and I started using my GoPro to film myself. That worked too, that got the show out too. Um, what did I do next? I think the next thing I did was so there's going to be a little bit of difference between quality in a USB mic versus an XLR mic. So that's your connection. USB plugs straight into computer. XLR plugs into an interface. Interface puts everything into your computer. So I think my next investment was I got a Focusrite Scarlett uh, 2i2 bundle. So I think that was like 200 or $250. And that came with an XLR mic. Uh, the co- the XLR cable uh the audio interface and I think that's all it came with but anyway that took my my recording quality up quite a bit from a USB mic um and that's something that $250 is it's ex- it can be expensive but for the difference between a USB um it was worth it for me And I rocked that for a long time. Um, Really, honestly, up until two weeks ago. If you guys have listened to the show, I think on the main show, we're at like, we're going on 48 episodes and I've done multiple different after hours things and different recordings. So I've used that for quite a while and it it works really well. That's really great equipment. Um, And then I just wanted to make an upgrade. I wanted to, it's kind of like sometimes, you know, like I was going to re-release the show. It's going to come out in January. Um, Sometimes when you really want to run or you really want to start working out, sometimes you buy something new that kind of invigorates your soul to go do it. And that's kind of what I was doing with this as, all right, we're going to release in January. I'm going to upgrade this equipment. I'm going to commit to it a little bit more. Um, and so that's what has landed me here again. I didn't buy this equipment all in one time, but, Oh, and, and to jump back, I didn't mention camera. Uh, I did buy an, initially a Sony a6400 for the podcast because the GoPro just, it wasn't what I wanted. Wasn't giving me as good enough video quality. So I got that a64 and then I fell in love with the photography and then moved up to an a66 and I'll be totally honest. I just can't spare uh, the money to get into a four or $5,000 camera, nor do I think my skills are there yet. So an a6400 is plenty for really anything you want to do if you're not working on a super professional level. But anyway, um, back to the the last thought. I didn't get all this stuff at one time. I built into it. um, Try a podcast out, even if it's just on your phone, uh, to start. You just need to work your way up. And as you progress, if you continue to stay in love with it, you're going to want to buy new things to make it better. Um, With the podcast, too, Uh, I use Premiere Pro, Adobe Premiere Pro to, um, edit the podcast. I think that's it for gear that I use, but I, I want to emphasize none of this is totally necessary. Um, it all depends on you. What's your quality threshold. Um, if your message is good, uh, I'll listen to a less than quality recording. If I like what you're saying. Um, I can't say that's true for everybody, but that, uh, it, it, focus on your content first. Um, and then as you go on, as you commit to it more and more and more, then you can upgrade as you move along. It's just like, just like hunting. I didn't start out with a Matthews bow. I worked up to a Matthews bow. I didn't start out with customized arrows. I worked into customized arrows. I didn't start out wearing the best flannel for camouflage. I started with camo and I worked in to flannel. (laughs) But anyway, guys, that's, that's that. All right. And the last thing I wanted to cover, let me look at my notes real quick is, uh, the idea of diversifying platforms for your content. Um, a lot of us rely heavily on Instagram and if Instagram, not that they would ever do this, but if they were to shadow ban us or they were to delete, uh, our, our whole account, or if they were to censor us again, not that they would ever do that. Where are you going to go if you like to do content? This is a, a chink in my armor. This is one of my weaknesses. I am primarily on Instagram uh, and Facebook, which is the same thing. And then I have this podcast on YouTube. Uh, other than that, I'm not anywhere else. I won't get on TikTok. I never have and I never will. Um, I, I'm i on Go Wild, but I don't use it, um, unfortunately, and I hate it. I hate to not sound supportive because I love what they're doing, but for me, it's it hasn't impressed me enough to have me jump over to it full time. Um, I do think that it would probably be a smart idea for all of us hunting hunting content creators to go over there and all hunters to go over there, and we should just abandon these censorship non-American companies that we're, we're chained to Um, but what, what is your backup plan? I know a lot of people tie, if you, if you followed along a a little while ago, I had a a reel that was stolen by a bigger influencer girl and there was a whole deal with that. And, uh, you know, she's someone whose identity is wrapped up in being an Instagram influencer. If you were to take that away from her, she'd be left with nothing. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who, if Instagram was taken away, if social media went away, their lives would crumble. Um, that's one of the reasons that I, you know, I get comments from people a lot like, man, you're blunt sometimes. Man, you really poke the bear sometimes. Man, you really say things that, you know, I, I wanted to say, but I didn't say it. I do that because the, the podcast, the Instagram, everything, everything that's tied to Antler and Feather Co., if it, if it went away tomorrow, I have a life. I have a family, I have a job, I have hunting, I have things outside. Like this is not my identity. Um, I, I would not, it would suck. I mean, I enjoy doing this, but I wouldn't be crushed by it. So I would, I would ask you guys the same question. Where, how, how tied to Instagram are you? How tied to social media are you? What would happen if tomorrow you woke up and they deleted your account? Um, and evaluate that idea, and then from there, let's work on a plan moving forward to where if that happened, you would be okay. And that allows you a lot of creative freedom when you don't care if it gets deleted and you don't care if if Instagram bans you. Um, I've been through one, it sucked, and through that process got me here to where, if it's gone, it's gone, whatever, I guess we'll move along. Try to get yourself into that frame of mind and that position. That'll open up a lot of opportunity for you to make content that you actually want to without fear. Um, so keep that part in mind too. With that, guys, we actually are at 20-ish minutes, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. My counter, I don't even know what the hell's going on with it. But if you made it this far, thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, I hope this helped you guys maybe with some new apps, some new ideas, some new things you can do. Hopefully that uh, it can give you a little encouragement that when you see 100,000 followers, that who gives a shit? Care about if you got 125 followers, care about those 125. Make content for those 125 and you will grow from there. Trust me on that. So thanks for listening, guys. Go check out. Antlerfeatherco.com, get some gear over there. Also, check us out on uh Instagram at Antlerfeatherco. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. So go give us a follow over there. And uh yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. We will catch up with you on the next after hours.